We're here at Circle K witnessing a legendary drink mix for 79 cents. Looks like he's going with red sports drink. And now lemon lime soda. Ooh, the Cola Froster Top Off. Polar Pops and Frosters are only 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. We're here at Circle K witnessing a legendary drink mix for 79 cents. Looks like he's going with red sports drink. And now lemon lime soda. Ooh, the Cola Froster Top Off. Polar Pops and Frosters are only 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another. Tony Bruno. <laughs> you say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Yes, this thing is on. I just went to the doctors. And unfortunately, he did not have a assisted uh, suicide uh, system going on in his office yet. I just told him to run a slow IV, but we're not in New Jersey. We're in Pennsylvania. No, I'm just kidding. I went to the doctor for an appointment at 11 o'clock. And I left the office at 12.55. Thank God it's just right across the street. Personally. I know. <clears throat> and I apologize. I, did, I got hurt in the doctor's office, though, for you people did? who want to know. Yeah, so I didn't have the paperwork that was upstairs in the office, so I called Robin. Luckily, she ran over. I ran and got it. I sat down in the doctor's office again. Now, I'm inside the office where they do the pre-testing and all the right, other right, stuff right. before the doctor comes in an hour and a half later to see you. And as I sit down, I'm in a chair that's right up against the corner, an outside corner, and I hit my elbow Ow. right on the outside. So, I may be the only person who goes into a doctor's office and leaves in worse shape than he went in. Let me give myself one of these to start off the activity today. Why do they call it a funny bone, by the way? It wasn't it, a funny bone. It ain't funny. No, this wasn't the funny bone. This is like, I may have to have, uh, I may not be able to throw any innings for the Phillies the rest of the season now. I can go up there and throw it 55 miles an hour because pretty much does it matter who they have out there throwing anything at any, uh, do you have my machine on, Robin? I do. Oh, there you go. So I'm not going to give that to my doctor. I'm going to give it to myself as we get underway. And I apologize. So we're, we're, we're uh, back in business now. Thank and normally, you. for those of people who do, do not know, I mean, you are doing hours of show prep prior to the show, making sure that you are aware of everything that's been going on. I was up on. early getting ready for the show. Right. And then I said, all right, I'll get up earlier than normal. I'll get ready for the show. Appointment's at 11 o'clock at the doctor. It's literally 50 yards from here. Right. And I can run 50 yards still at my age. My blood pressure was good. I figured I'm going to run in there. My blood pressure is going to be through the roof because I'm running back and forth. And my blood pressure was good. 
Yeah, I had two doctor's appointments at the same time. So I had one earlier at 10, but the, mine was farther away. So you normally, drove the car. I just walked. That's the good thing about having your family doctor uh, in walking distance. Actually, within or crawling crawling distance. distance. So anyway, nothing's wrong. I'm still alive to the dismay of many people. But I believe I just maybe have uh, just ripped up my elbow. Really? Not ripped it. There's no, like, physical damage. It's is internal. There a, is there a bump? No, there's no bump. But, like, when I put my finger, anybody who can watch this, right there. I know I have bone chips already in there floating around. Do you want me to kiss it? No, no, no that's not going to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> it is Monday. <laughs> As the dog days of summer have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. And we are underway. And a lot of people watching NFL practices, open practice, closed practice. And what did I tell everybody last week about this big open practice? A couple weeks ago about yes, the Eagles did. only had one open practice. Everybody was excited. Then I turned it on TV because I didn't go over there last night because we were doing a lot of stuff cleaning this house up. I turned it on saying, wow, they're going to televise the open practice live from Lincoln Financial Field. And I turned it on. And with all due respect to my friends who work there at NBC Sports Philadelphia, Michael Barkan and Ray Dittinger, you know, and uh, who are the other guys over there? Ruben Frank and uh, you name it. They were all in a, in, a, in a studio setting inside the stadium. Right. But you couldn't see the practice. So they're promoting that they're going to show Eagles open practice on TV for those that don't go. And by the way, a lot of people didn't go, yeah, even though a, they were a, a lot, lot of empty, empty seats. seats. But there was a lot of people there, 40,000. And again, I'm not knocking the open practice. If you went to the open practice, military people there, the players were signing autographs. But there were a lot of empty seats. For the people complaining about, there's only one open practice, how am I going to see my team? There were empty seats all over the place. The second and third levels were filled. You don't have an obligation to go. But if you're going to call and complain about they need multiple open practices. By the way, they're playing a game Thursday night. The Eagles yeah. have an exhibition game against Tennessee on Thursday night. So if you want to see guys actually playing some semblance of actual football, even though it's still preseason, wait till Thursday night. Relax. Let it marinate. You but know, the I NBC mean- sports people, this is what bugs me. So they go on. They're not showing any of the practice. And people were going nuts on Twitter, too. I, luckily, I wasn't on Twitter. I just got off Twitter yesterday. Twitter was just a vast wasteland. It was, very, it was a very depressing weekend, Tony. Well, it's normally depressing on Twitter because nothing, the only thing on there is a bunch of angry people who don't know what they're talking about, which is what makes this country the greatest country on earth. People can go on there and spout whatever they want, and a lot of people will agree with those people, and then some people will disagree, and it basically accomplishes nothing. So Twitter is an utter waste of time, humanity, and it should be shut down as soon as possible for the safety of this country. Sorry, Dean, I know you have a bunch of Twitter shares. I think Twitter is the worst thing ever created for humanity. Well, maybe 8chan. I don't even know what 8chan is. Well, that's apparently where the uh, the like two or three different manifestos have been I posted get it. already. I get it. People have manifested. They can't even, people can't read or write, but they're writing mana. I'm not getting into any of that stuff, Robin. My point is Twitter is an absolute waste of humanity. Let's get back to the practice. Let's get it back to the Eagles here, Robin. Let's get it back. <laughs> Let's get it back to the important things. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm not going to give away any spoilers about Serengeti last night, except that Robin was crying watching animals eat one another. I was That's crying what animals do. Like a baby. I'm not watching it anymore. So here's the thing is that for those of you who are not familiar, the Discovery, was it Discovery Channel or Nat yes, Geo? Discovery, Discovery Channel. Channel. Yeah, Discovery Channel has this beautiful nature, Serengeti. And I love nature shows, by nature, the way. Yes. And, you know, I mean, I, obviously, I understand the circle of life, and it's very interesting, and I've always enjoyed watching nature shows and learning about animal species, species and stuff like that. However, this particular time, what they've done is they've made it into, like, a storyline. And I am a sucker. I don't, I'm sorry. I hate to do I this at Discovery Channel. I am a sucker. I... That's why I don't want to even go see Lion... Basically, they did the Lion King using real animals. Unlike the Lion King, which they used real animals that looked like real animals, but they were fake and they had them singing. These animals on... So I hate to give away the plot. They're real animals. They went to the Serengeti plane... And they videotaped, not video, they did an amazing job. Oh, I mean, the videography is amazing. Yeah, and they got animals eating another animal, and then they got another animal eating making, another animal. They're making sure, so they have, like, the And family. they got snakes killing animals, uh, and then animals killing other animals, and lions protecting their pride, and then the pride parade goes right through the Serengeti plain, and then it's uh, well done, <laughs> and then you're saying, wait a minute, now somebody else is going to die. My I don't want to see that. The thing was is that, that okay, I... <laughs> I cry easily anyway for emotional things, but the fact that they made it into a storyline, I was blubbering, like like hiccuping, blubbering. Like, and then I said, I'm not watching anymore. Then I turned it off. Listen, I, nobody loves nature stuff and science shows more than me. In fact, I turned the Eagles practice off when I realized they were just interviewing people in a booth. And then I heard, then I read after the outrage that they weren't allowed to show the practice. Then why do you promote the fact that you're televising? And a lot of people who had tickets because it was humid out and they didn't want to go. It was a Sunday coming back from a weekend. You know, they went, they wanted to go there last night, and a lot of people went. So I'm not knocking the fact that people went and paid their $10 and money went to charity. All I'm saying is, if you're going to promote that for the first time ever, you're going to televise an open practice, and a lot of people stayed home to watch it, and all they showed was Deshaun Jackson standing around on the sidelines and uh, players auto signing autographs, then you're not televising an open practice. And then the, then the excuse was, well, we weren't allowed to. We're not allowed to actually show guys practicing on live TV. Then why even have anything there? That's my point. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know what we will be showing what on we'll, Thursday? What will we be showing? The Stanley Cup. Oh, that's right. Oh, by the way, I got to go get my blood work now because I didn't get blood work today. So I've got to go early Thursday morning to get blood first. Wait, no, you can't Thursday morning. I have to. That's the next, the only time I can no, get blood. You, you have your other appointment at the dermatologist on Thursday at 9 a.m. unless they can fit you in earlier. This is ridiculous. Why don't I just go live at the doctor's <laughs> office and then let's bring the equipment over to the doctor and I'll do it from there. <laughs> It's crazy. I I even begged and tried. Said so like the the dermatologist, so nice. By the way, anybody that's uh, in the that like uses Jefferson and is in the city, the new uh, building that they have out at the Navy Yard, awesome. Jefferson pretty much has taken over every building in Philadelphia. Fantastic parking. Buildings are brand new, all clean, sparkly. Everybody's happy there. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, that's the latest that's going on. 
But I got to get some ice or something for my elbow. I'm, I don't know if I'll be able. I may go on the IL during the show today. I can get you ice. Would you like me to get you some ice? Or some of that deep. What is that stuff called? No, I'll get you ice. I need. No, I don't want to put ice. Yeah, well, you're. No, I need to put that that freeze stuff. What's that stuff called? We have. Yeah, that that doesn't work. For... Yes, it does. I just need something on here. Some sort of ointment, lotion, suppository, whatever you can find, please. And I'm not yelling at Robin, by the way. Yeah. I don't need to put anything on there, but I don't want to put an ice pack on. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to pull material here? I don't want one of those collar things like Stephen A. Smith is wearing now. <clears throat> Biofreeze. We got Biofreeze, yeah, right? Yeah, Max Freeze. Whatever it is. Max okay. Freeze, Biofreeze, Joe Freeze, Mr. Freeze, Friendly Freeze. Yeah, speaking of yelling at me, you've been, you, were, you were admonished for yelling at me. When? Friday, uh, Friday night. I didn't yell Friday night. Not George... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my open. Uh, so if you're going to tell people you're going to televise open practice and then say afterwards, we're really not allowed to show players practicing because there are spies for other teams. Don't you think that if, if other, what are you spying on? I don't think the Eagles were running any secret plays during their open practice last night. When they have practice for the next opponent, they're not open. When they open it up to the public, that means they're not running plays that other teams will see and steal. That's not how it works. So that's if that's the rule, and I don't know if it's the rule, it makes no sense. First of all, it's a preseason game coming up on Thursday. Secondly, nobody runs plays in preseason that they're going to run in the regular season. They practice plays when nobody's there or when there's just a couple of people on the sidelines at their actual practice facility who wouldn't know if a football is stuffed or inflated. So I hope they don't do it again because they were excited about, oh, we're going to do this every year. Don't bother. As a public service, well, that feels good, Robin, right there, yeah. Rub it in, slap it up, flip it. Not the whole arm, it's just right there on the tip. Yeah, put too much just on the tip for just a second. Now, don't put that near your face your eyes, ears, nose, or throat. Now Robin is administering an ice pack. Ladies and gentlemen, we have, we have live first aid on the program. There will not be any uh, CPR, PPM, or any of that other stuff. Tiger? No, it's not Tiger Bomb. What did you put on there, Robin? Asper cream? Yeah. You stay out of my Asper cream. My ass burns now. Yeah, I don't need any Asper. I'm okay. Thank you, Robin. Robin's doing it all here. But anyway, I'm feeling better now. Let's get down to the business. So that's the latest on the Eagles' open practice. I hope you got your autographs. And it was nice to see the military on the sideline last night and the players going over and recognizing the troops who get to go on the field, posing with some of the great players on the Eagles. So that was fun if you, if you got to see it. And I'm not the only one, and it's not my style to criticize. I'm just a conduit for the regular people who don't get a chance to express their opinions. But uh, apparently, I saw Rob Torneau in the Philadelphia Inquirer this morning wrote that there was nothing but complaints from people at home who tuned on the TV set after watching a Phillies <coughs> bed shitting against the Chicago White Sox. Yes. <coughs> Just as they were trying to wipe up the excrement left on the field at Citizens Bank Park by the Philadelphia Phillies, a lot of people went from the Phillies game to the open practice. So they were already pissed off going to the open practice. Yeah. Then other people just said, screw it, I'm going home. 
So they went home from the Phillies game to turn on the TV to watch the open practice, and they didn't see any practicing. And we're talking about practice, man. We were talking about practice. I hear you. So anybody who complains from now on about there's not enough open practices, you know what I say? Fuck them. Fuck them. Exactly. All right, now let's get down to the rest of the business. It is day 11 now, Robin, of you know what? Not of August, because it's only August 5th. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's day 11 of the Dak Prescott's in Cowboys Camp Not, but he is in Cabo San Lucas. And he's already lost $400,000. Wow. Which, by the way, I will now explain how this is all a scam. Okay. So he's supposedly getting fined $40,000 a day Day. for each day that he's missed camp. All right. Because he has an actual contract. It's It's not like he doesn't have a contract. He has a contract. Okay. He wants a new, fatter contract. Right. And so the rules are the team can find a player for not showing up on these. This is training camp. This isn't the, uh, the off-season right, workouts, right, right. the this voluntary camp. This, this is, is not like, optional. This is for this reals. Is, there's no option here. Right. If you have a contract and you don't show up for work, in most jobs, you get your ass fired. You're out of here. But when you're an important player, as, as Zeke Elliott is, they're going to say, oh, we're going to fine you $40,000 a year, Zeke. $40,000 a day. So 10 days, 40000 that's not $400,000? My math yeah. skills aren't great, Robin. That's almost a half a million dollars. Yeah, it's four hundred and. But wait, there's more. 40, if Zeke doesn't show up before Saturday's preseason Cowboy opener in San Francisco against the 49ers, they could fine him a regular season game check which is $226,000. Now, you're hearing all this stuff, and everybody's like, oh, he's going to lose a... You know what's going to happen? As soon as they sign his ass, they'll say, okay, we're, gonna, we're not going to pick right. up the fine. We're not going to fine you, Zeke, because they need his ass in there. We're going to wipe all that out. Yeah. So anytime you hear this stuff, which I just explained to you, it's all bullshit. Now, if it's a marginal player and he's holholding yeah. out, then they say, Vafan Nobel, get the hell out of here, you piece of garbage. There's 50,000 other guys on the street who can come in and do what you do. But if it's Ezekiel Elliott and all the Cowboy fans are slobbering, masturbating, and all the other things that Cowboy fans do waiting for their meal ticket to show up, they're going to buy into this fines and stuff. Ain't no way Ezekiel Elliott is going to be fined a half a million dollars for missing training camp. Because you know why with running backs? If he's working out and he's not hitting anybody anyway and nobody's hitting him in actual training camp because you're not allowed to, they know he doesn't need three weeks of training camp. He doesn't need exhibition games because the running back position, more so than any other position, those guys could show up the day the game, the first game is played, and go out onto the field, and as long as they know the plays and the formations, guess what? They're going to do what they do. Ezekiel Elliott missing meaningless training camp games doesn't mean jack to the Cowboys. And so they have to get his Here deal done. You cannot hurt a Twinkie. I don't want a Twinkie right now. <laughs> I love these walk-up sounds. For those of you who don't know what those sounds are, um, whenever there's something sort of out of the blue that is in no way, con- like has no context to what we're talking about, yep. more, most likely it is a blurp walk-up sound that you, if you are a subscriber, um, have access to. 
And if you uh, you want to know, just just ask somebody in the chat room how to use it. They would be more than happy to explain, I'm sure. Now, Dean, of course, listen, I'm not anti-player here. Players have leverage. Good players have leverage. Bad players don't have anything. They are happy to have a job. But here's the problem that I have. You have a contract. I get it. You want more money because you, you, you outperformed your contract. A lot of people outperform their contracts. So this is a two-way street. The bottom line is Ezekiel Elliott has a contract. He is violating the terms of his contract. But because the Cowboys desperately need him, they're going to put this bullshit fine stuff on him, and they're not going to do anything about it. So basically, it's like just telling your kid, the next time you do that, you're not, you're, I'm taking your computer, your phone away, and then, then two days later saying, okay, you know, here's your phone, phone and computer back, even though you did it again. That's why there's no discipline in this world, Dean. That's why guys like you have zero discipline. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I... I have no problem with any NFL players sitting out contracts. Contracts aren't guaranteed, but guess what? In the NFL, when you're a star, it may not be guaranteed, but you see what they're doing nowadays? $61 million up front. So you'll hear a $100 million contract, Yeah. but now agents are smart enough to say, give me money up front. I know I'm not going to make $100 million if I, unless I stay here the length of the contract. And teams can cut a guy after a couple of years, especially running backs. They wear out. So guys are getting $61 million checks cut up front. So tell me yet you have a problem with that. So don't give me this crap about contracts aren't guaranteed. They're guaranteed in baseball, yeah. That's why a guy like Pat Robertson, not Pat Robertson, David Robertson. Pat Robertson's in the 700 club. Is that still on, by the way? Or has that been downgraded to the 699 club? Anyway, so... Baseball players sign a contract for $23 million a year. They go down the first week of the season, first day of camp. Mm-hmm. They get their money. Yeah. It's the NFL players that are stupid in their players association. But at least now you're seeing big money contracts. NBA contracts are ridiculous. You sign a guy to an NBA contract, give him a big lump sum check up front, and he sucks, you still owe him that money. Football players, I will agree because of the life expectancy of a guy in the NFL is much shorter. But the bottom line is a contract's a contract. And if you sign a contract and don't honor it, you're doing the wrong thing. Luckily, in the NFL, if you're Ezekiel Elliott and you have leverage, that's the difference. It's like quarterbacks get better protection because they're the quarterback. So contracts mean something. Because if you work, if you don't need a contract to work, then you're vulnerable. Like, I don't have a contract on the show. Actually, we have a contract with Twitch. Yes. But they're not going to fire me, are they? No. Damn right they're not. Unless we show nudity. Then they have a right to fire us, because that's, like, the biggest thing. Well, I'll just go on other sites for that. Now, Dean is right about if you're in the NFL and you suck, they can cut you. Of course they do. They're doing it every single day. Right. But they're not cutting guys like Ezekiel Elliott. They're not cutting guys that they absolutely positively need. In a couple of years, when they wear his ass out by giving him the ball 100 times a game, yeah, they'll cut his ass. That's how it works, but you know what? You know that going in when you're playing the National Football League. You know that going in. That's why guys would do anything for any job in the NFL. 
So I don't want to hear that stuff. Ridiculous. Now, Duncan Dad says, or you keep playing licensed music in its entirety, LOL. What does that mean? Well, when we <laughs> technically we're not supposed to be playing I know. music. And what happens is we get punished for it. We do. Because on our replays, they mute whenever somebody puts a um, copyright infringement on there. Exactly. Then that portion of the show gets muted for the recorded shows. But the bottom line is most of the music we play, this is why I don't care. Not because I want to violate contracts. Most of the songs we play, nobody's heard for 100 years. So these artists and these companies should be grateful that I'm playing songs. How many commercials do you watch that have old music in it? And people say, oh, what is that song? But See, now I recognize those, a lot of those songs. The commercials pay off I know the they do. For them. But the bottom line is, who's getting more bang for their buck? The company that pays a recording artist for a song that's 40 years old to play it in a commercial so that younger people who've never heard the song hear it, it's a two-way street to me because then all of a sudden people start downloading and paying for those songs that they hear on commercials and say, I like that. So again, I understand there's laws, but trust me, nobody's getting screwed. The only people getting screwed are the douchebags that take bad contracts. And know it's a bad contract when they take it. That's how it works. Anyway, enough of that crap. Tom Brady, you saw, signed a uh, two-year contract extension. So they've been reworking Brady's contract every year. And the fact that he's going to get $23 million. I I love that yesterday people were complaining that Tom Brady is a system quarterback. That he's now the sixth highest paid quarterback in the NFL with his new contract extension. Basically, they're giving him more money this year because he's played for less money to try to keep the team, keep players, important players in the franchise. Now, all of a sudden, Tom Brady, because he's 40 years old, isn't worth $23 million a year, just like Drew Brees. He and Drew Brees, whatever he is, he's he's an old, but he's got six Super Bowl rings. Yes. So regardless of whether you hate Tom Brady, you hate the Patriots, you hate Bill Belichick, they couldn't win without each other. He's lucky. all All these things happened in his favor. That's not, again... Tom Brady is the best quarterback, not only in the NFL, and he's not only the most important player for a franchise. There's no other team that has a player that's more important to them than Tom Brady is to the New England Patriots. You tell me another team. LeBron's not the most important player for the Lakers. They, They didn't even make the playoffs with him. He's the best player in basketball, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Without Tom Brady... Do the Patriots make the playoffs? No. Do they go to all these Super Bowls? Nope. So you can say system quarterback, he dinks and dunks, he's just a game manager and all the other things. And trust me, I'm no Patriot hack. I'm no Patriot honk. Tom Brady's getting paid that because he's earned that. And by the way, near the end of his career, what you do is you reward people who have performed for you. In most cases, if you're an older guy and you've performed, but you can't perform at a high level anymore. You take a little blue pill. No, they get rid of you. They get your ass out of there. They say, hey, see ya. That's what happens when you get older in the NFL and they don't need you anymore. When you're Tom Brady and you're still working out and you're diving off cliffs with your kids and you're in amazing shape and you're a a medical marvel, you don't say, hey, Tom, we're going to give you a pay cut this year. How about that? How about if you take half the salary because you're older now? You know what he would say? Va fang cool. And you know what the Patriots would do? They would go to hell. 
because they got no shot of winning without Tom Brady. They know it. The Patriots know it. Robert Kraft knows it. Bill Belichick knows it. That's how it works. Drew Brees in a similar situation. Drew Brees and Tom Brady now make the same amount of money. Two Hall of Fame lock quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Older guys, Mm -hmm. but the faces of their franchise. The difference between Drew Brees and Tom Brady, as important as Brees is to the Saints, Tom Brady has won six Super Bowls. That's the difference. LeBron James, he won a couple championships, but guess what? His team lost championships, too. So I defy anyone to tell me one player, because you look at baseball. There's no one player on any team in baseball that the team absolutely positively relies on because you need the other guys. You need the other guys in football. But tell me one baseball player. Aaron Judge, they missed him. John Carlos Stanton's still not playing. The Yankees win with, because there's other guys who could take up the slack. Now, the Phillies don't have any guys who could take up the slack and step up and help carry a team. So I want to I hear what people say. Is there anybody in any sport more important for the team's ability to win a championship, not to be good, not to compete, more so than Tom Brady? Dak Prescott with the Cowboys? I don't think so. Zeke Elliott with the Cowboys? They haven't won shit. Yeah, they win NFC championships. Big deal. They haven't even tasted. They haven't even sniffed the Super Bowl since 1999 in Dallas. So all those great players, after Troy Aikman and that team, they hadn't done jack. That's my point. Name me another player at any sport. You can get all these super high-paid soccer players who change teams every year, and then you have no idea where they're playing, the Messi's. You name them, the greatest players in soccer. And you put them on another team because they get paid more money? Have they guaranteed success? Has Messi guaranteed success to every team he's gone to? No! That's why I make my point. Nobody in any sport, maybe in the world, is more important to their team than Tom Brady. Speaking of more important to the team, our fans are the most important to this particular team, and we are counting on them, especially now that we are no longer um, the, the, the... uh, streaming service. What that the we hell were, are you uh, talking uh, about, Robin? The streaming service that we were using that was streaming out to everything. You're the video streaming service. The video streaming service. Um, no longer streaming to Periscope. It's no longer okay. able to. So we cannot stream to Twitter and Periscope anymore and remind people to join us. So now we have to count on y'all even more to share, share, share to all of your followers and let them know to watch here. On Twitch. At, on Twitch. So just click that little share button, please, and let them all know. And we thank you so very much. I got sad news that I saw yesterday and I was stunned. This, I mean, every day you look at... Well, I don't look at the news anymore. I really don't. I don't turn on any TV news. <clears throat> I try to stay away from all this crap that's going on around us. I don't mean... <clears throat> the gun violence, it's hard to stay away from that. But I'm talking about just all the noise that's out there. Just, you know, and then I see the Don Banks story yesterday. Don Banks, veteran sports writer, worked at Sports Illustrated. He worked for the Minnesota Star Tribune. He worked for... Uh, the NFL, else? too, right? No, he worked for Sports Illustrated, the St. Pete Times, the Minnesota Star Tribune. He's a sports writer, Robin. He didn't okay. work for the NFL. Oh, okay. He covered the NFL. 
And he was just got a job at the Las Vegas Review Journal not that long ago. And his wife was saying, that, you know, he's one of those guys who pretty much got out of the business for a while and was thinking about what to do again. And remember, he's 57 years old. Well, not an old man, but he's no. been around the NFL a long time. Great guy, great writer. Takes a job with the Vegas paper. He goes to cover the Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend induction ceremonies right. in Canton, Ohio. Yeah. And then goes to bed and dies in his sleep at age wow. 57. And obviously, shocking news. When you hear about somebody 57 who didn't have any, obviously, apparent health problems, his wife said she hasn't seen him this happy in a long, long time. That's why you embrace life every day. Because you don't know. I mean, here's a healthy man, 57, happy again in life, gets a great job, doing what he loves to do, cover the NFL, goes to the Hall of Fame weekend, and then dies in his sleep this in a hotel why, room in Canton, Ohio. This is why I am excited that you won that um, heart scanning, the whole body scan thing when we were at the Jason Thompson Foundation. Yep. You bid on it, you won it, and you're going to go in and get the whole mishpuka taken care of. And My doctor just said, uh, my doctor, Dr. Badalotto, just gave me a complete cavity search. Well, he didn't do a cavity search because I got that coming up next month <laughs> with my say, urologist. Bend over. I said, Doc, no, no probing today, Doc. Just give me the, uh, just give me everything except the undercarriage wash today. <laughs> I went in there. <laughs> you know, he did the, he did the yeah. blood. My blood pressure's good. My carotid arteries are okay. Okay. Uh, my heart sounds good. My PP's working all right. All my joints are still there, except when I hurt myself inside the doctor's office. I didn't even tell him I got hurt. Should have told the doctor. You hey, doc. You sucked it up and didn't. While you're in here, can you give me a nice uh, injection in here, some cortisone or something, because I just hurt myself on your wall? Because you have a chair that is absolutely against the corner, an outside corner. So if you sit in that chair and wow. don't look. I may have a lawsuit here, Robin. Isn't that a bad placement of a chair? That is a pretty bad placement. The only chair in the waiting room. Now, this, is, this, is the little, this isn't the main waiting room. Right. This is when you go into the little rooms yeah. where they have the table and you know they have different rooms where the doctor comes in and goes from one room to the other and sees the patients. Robin comes rushing over to give me some paperwork. I go sit down and bam, elbow right into the corner. May I play devil's advocate? Go ahead. I would think that people would say, you know, maybe you should like look and tuck your arms in. No, when you sit down, I didn't, when you sit down, you don't expect your arm to be hitting an outside corner. In other words, that chair should not be in that spot just to avoid any of that possibly happening, Robin. You understand how it works? If I did that in my house, if I did that in a place of business and I had a chair where somebody sat down and hit their elbow because it was right there, right there. Is it the person's fault for not paying attention to where their elbow is? Or is it the business's fault for not putting the chair in a position where somebody can get hurt without even thinking about it? Okay. So you're going you're gonna to defend... I was playing devil's advocate. I was playing devil's advocate just, just to get a different point of view. And it's not about child-proofing. Well, if you own a restaurant and you put a table, you put a chair where if you sit down, you can hit your elbow. And it's right next to you. It's like right here. See, so I got this corner right here. Right, right. I sit down. If I don't sit in the right spot, I can hit it. But yeah. I know that because I'm, that's why I have my chair all the way forward. 
This chair is no. There's nowhere to move this chair. Okay. What I'm saying, maybe put cushioning on that on that corner. That would be good. So that somebody sits down. Like when we were at um, exactly. Dave and Buster's, where they have the the noodles cut in half and put across. Exactly. Because- people walk in and there's a low ceiling. They hit their head on cement. Whose fault is that? The the customer or the business? So don't give me any crap, Dean, about childproofing the office. I'm a man. And I'm well over 40. V Hockey 1973 says, Tony hit the outside corner better than some of the Phillies pitchers. Uh, oh, I'll call Michael Avenatti. He'll fix it. He's going to run for president again, I saw over the weekend. This is a guy like, who's about to go to jail for like 150 years. And he's back. You know what happens? Things die down and he comes out again and he starts strutting his stuff. Anyway, Hopefully this will just mean that, you know, somebody will go, you know what? He's the guy that screwed me over and he'll get another lawsuit slapped up against him. By the way, Bre- our friend Brenda Marie up there in the Reading area, shout out for Tony's pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time anybody's given me a shout out on the stream chat on the pee-pee. Because well, I, I said I had the I, whole works, I had everything I checked it, out. I think it's the first time you mentioned your pee-pee. <laughs> well, I was trying to be nice. When you go to the doctor, they say, what did you check? They checked everything. The pee-pee. What am I going to say? He grabbed my uh, cojones? What am I supposed to say? I don't know. But I said, doc, give me the full, uh, give me the full, accept the... uh, If he grabbed your testicles, that's that's different than your pee-pee. Well, that's part of it. They had to check the whole thing. Yeah, but there's two different things. I know. Just saying. (laughs) Let's get this. I'm familiar with them, so they're definitely two different things. The, well, the stream chat doesn't normally cover small objects. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to give Dean and Roy a round of applause for that. <laughs> yes, he checked my balls, Mickey. That's what doctors are supposed to do. I, say, I check, check my own. <clears throat> you know, it's like women. They do self-examinations, right? Do women wait to go to see their doctor to do self-exam? No, you're encouraged to do self-breast examinations yes. to feel for lumps and things. Yes. I do my own self-examinations, especially in the shower when you lather that baby up. It's better with soap because it's nice and smooth, and then you can feel if there's any bumps easier. <laughs> you're supposed to do a self-exam all the time. Exactly. So this isn't tawdry behavior. This isn't shock jock. No, this is... Everyday medical stuff yes. that you all should be doing. You should because be, you don't know what's going on inside women, of you. You should be feeling up your tatas all the time, exactly. at least twice a week, <laughs> at least once a week, if not two. <sighs> anyway, that's your medical update for the day from yes. Doctor Robin and a nurse practitioner, Tony Bruno. Doctors don't work anymore. You go into a doctor's office. <clears throat> they come in like an hour later. They got first a woman comes in and she takes your weight and all that stuff. You know, she's a nurse. Yeah. Very nice people. I'm regular not knocking. Nurse. Regular nurse regular comes in. Regular nurses, there's nurses assistants. Right. There's the nurse practitioner, which is the big nurse. Not not big in size, but Well, uh, some of the nurse practitioners that I've seen are big nurses. Big, you know, but big nurses they're almost too. a doctor. Yeah, and that they're the med, no, what are they called? Nurse practitioner. No, no, there's somebody above nurse practitioner. It's like doctor's assistant. No, that's not. Yes, the guy who waited, who was taking care of me today, was oh. not a nurse's assistant. I think he got a little ticked off when I said nurse's assistant. <clears throat> well, there are um, doctors. 
that are if they're in on rotation or if they're uh, studying, like if they're still studying and they're studying underneath a doctor. What do they call that? A resident? Uh, they call that a porn shoot. No. When I see a nurse under a doctor in a movie, that usually means it's like a, an adult film. By the way, Brenda Marie is absolutely on fire today. Absolutely on fire. She says. Physician's assistant. She, she, but I'm talking about a resident. A resident is above a nurse practitioner, I think. Brenda Marie. All right, everyone grab and examine your privates now. I'll wait. <laughs> everybody, I'm going to give everybody the count of five. Wait, no, I can't. I'm not grabbing my Everybody, to the, I'll give you a count of five. When I get to one, I want everybody to feel themselves and make sure all their stuff is working today. Okay. You feeling me now? No, don't feel me. Dude, I'm doing a breast exam. Five, four, three, three two. two one. one grab. Feel. Right. Well, I was already, I was pre grabbing. Is there a pre grabbing? You know, I'm good. I'm good, Tony. <laughs> no bumps, no lumps. Oh, yeah, feels... they're called physician's assistant, not nurse's it, assistant. It right? feels kind of good, actually. Yeah, Sorry. it feels so good. <laughs> so, so good. Anyway, enough of the doctor talk. I'll probably go back and forth to Dr. Talker if I can think of something else that happened. The elbow concerns me now. Now I'm going to have to go to a, an orthopedic guy to see what's going on. <laughs> Let's see, i got a proctologist coming up in, uh, in September. I've got a biopsy coming up in September. you got the dermatologist coming up. i got a dermatologist coming up. I've got a uh, urologist. I've got a uh, groinecologist. A PPologist. <laughs> Not a PPAologist. Because they just tell you to bend over. Speaking the only of, thing the PPA doctors do is say, bend over, here's another $51 ticket that you don't deserve. Speaking of proper names and how to pronounce things uh, and how to, what to call things, I have an interesting update later. Oh, later? Why not now if it's a medical update? No, it's not medical. Okay. But, it's, but it's the proper way to call something that most people get wrong. And we have as well. Okay. We will deal with that later. Plus... And I have a Danny Dow update. Danny Dow? Yes, Danny Dow. Down in Tampa, Florida? Actually, he's in in the Orlando area. He's in Orlando, Florida. He is our uh, cornhole expert. Yes. um, Who... Wait a minute. Danny just checked in and says, can I stop examining yet? (laughs) Oh, you didn't tell people to stop. You told them to stop. What the hell? It's mine. I'll stop when I want. Yeah, you can keep going. I mean, I just wanted to make sure everybody did it at the same time. Now, the length... The width, the extent of which the examination occurs, and if you keep that's going, up to you. If you keep going, the length might change halfway through. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not here to tell people what to do. I mean, I, I, I recommended that we all should examine, self-examine. You know, this self-reflection. People go home yes. at night and they sit down and they get into a zone and they do yoga, whatever. That's self-reflection. This is self-observation. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're here for, Robin. Um, but the Danny Dow update is he was hoping to send us some special um, T-shirts so that you would be technically sponsored by Lakeside Cornhole. Oh, you mean for this big thing for on Thursday? Thing on After Thursday. I go to my two doctor appointments, give blood, 
go to a dermatologist <laughs> and then run up for the oh no that's that's yeah that's so when Thurs- is that that Thursday's the Stanley yeah, Cup Friday Friday is, is the cornhole cornhole thing and he Damn. was he was hoping to send us t-shirts but apparently he is out of t-shirts and he looked into getting them made really quick and he cannot get them made oh. and up to us in time I, so I want to do this today because I love Danny but I, I, I don't know if I can do that so we will not be wearing the Lakeside Cornhole T-shirts to it's make it look like we are totally official and part of a group. How about if I just off. bring a, a bag of brat Johnsonville brats from out of the freezer? Because Johnsonville is the big sponsor of, oh, of Cornhole. Yeah. We can big. get white T-shirts and just like write with marker on there. Would that work? <laughs> How about if I wear my uh, bocce shirt? Oh, yeah. I still have go. my Peroni bocce shirts yeah. from San Francisco. That would look cool. That would look good playing Cornhole, right? Yeah. I th- and you know what? AJ can wear mine. Exactly. I don't know how big AJ is. AJ, what size do you wear? <laughs> I think he's self-examining himself right now. Oh, okay. Sorry. But anyway, enough about mean, this stuff. I don't mean to distract you. So we got a busy week this week. AJ in San Antonio is coming into town on Wednesday, right? Is Correct. it Wednesday? Yes. yes, he arrives on Wednesday. Thursday, we got the uh, Stanley Cup up in New Hope at the Triumph it Brewery. It's going to be a busy ass. Friday, we've days. got. Uh, so Friday, we will not be doing a daytime show. Correct. Because we're going to be up at the New Hope. Correct. But we will come back and do the into the night show Friday that is night. Correct. Beautiful. <clears throat> no, I don't have Peroni's disease. Although I do have Peroni beer. It's spelled the same way, you know, Robin. What is Peroni's disease? That's where you have a curvature of the. Uh, Oh, I keep seeing ads the for it. Yeah, if the PP <laughs> gets curved. I thought some chicks dig the curve. Isn't that like an automatic uh, G-spot uh, finder? It depends <laughs> on how it's curved. If it's, I mean, if it curves up, it's okay. Yes. If, if it curves so, down, so it's if, no good. If it is, if it is curve, if you, if you are, if I, I'm the man, and it's curving this way. Are we doing roll cosplay here yes, now, Robin? You're the man. If it's going up this way, it's good. It's good. If it's going down or to the side, yep. mm, not so much. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. No, cornhole is not what the doctor checks there. No, the cornhole is bags. You know what I mean. Bob from Valley Forge is trying to be a wise guy, which we love about him, which is awesome. Now, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? Because of the fact that we were a little bit crazy this morning, I'm going to open up the uh, phone lines early. You're going to open them up? I'm going to open them Are they locked up. in now, I right now? I will open them up early today. Um, so that Why are they, gonna, are they are they closed at any time? Well, I don't have the little sign up on there, you know. So some people are like, you know, some people are very polite and they wait until they see that the the lines are open. <laughs> so the lines are open now officially. And if you would like to call, Pre- you know, prior to this, if you would like us to talk about a certain subject, the, if you want to talk about training camp, you want to talk about contracts, sanctity of contracts, or if and all there's a story that you want to make sure that we're covering, mm-hmm. call us now at 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. Oh, excuse me. And um, make sure that we don't miss anything today. Not that we often we're not gonna do. Miss. I, was, but, I was totally prepared for the show. That's why I got up earlier to get all the important meat and potato stuff done. All the other assorted bullshit that we do on the show, I put that in Robin's hands yes, today. Yes, I am in charge of the bullshit, and Tony's in charge of the meat nah, and potatoes. Bullshit's not a good word, because these are important stories as well. They may not all be sports-related, but at least they're things that... They're actually things that more people talk about than the sports stories that are going I'm on. I'm in charge of the entertainment. How's that? Exactly. You're like the uh, cruise director. Oh, okay. I'll do that. Now, the one cru- the cruise directors, a lot of times, are men now. But back on the love boat, wasn't there a Julie. female? Julie was the cruise director on the love yes. boat, right? 
Whatever happened to her, but... You got AJ in San Antonio. Yes, you watch your cornhole when you're in prison. There's no doubt about that. I mean, come on. If you don't watch it, somebody will watch it for you. That's your tip for the day. Of the entertainment and trends. Exactly right. Not trends. No, we're not doing that on the show. I do have a trending story that I am just not okay with. We will get to that, but first I must get to Hardball, Robin. No, not the one with what's his face on TV. I'm talking about baseball action. Well, any of you who live in the Philadelphia tri-state area, New Jersey, Delaware, Cape Manasquan to Henlopen, from the Lehigh Valley all the way down, 95 to Baltimore, where nobody cares about the Orioles, you know how bad the Phillies have sucked. And I got people ripping me because I made an interesting observation on Twitter last night after the Phillies game. Yeah. I said, I don't want to sound, I'm very patient with the Phillies. But if anybody still thinks, and I know there's a lot of baseball left, and there's a whole bunch of teams you can throw a blanket over them as far as the wild card team, because pretty much 17 teams are alive for the wild card, including the Phillies. But watching this team play, and when you see them have a really good game, I'm like any other fan. I like watching the fans get excited when the team rallies and gets some runs. And then you think, okay, maybe they're about to start something now. Maybe this is the, maybe they start breaking out of it. And then they come back and they lose to the Chicago White Sox 10 to 5 and get and lose two out of three to really one of the worst teams in baseball at your home field. So that's the problem with the Phillies. There is absolutely no sign, no rhyme or reason to think. Nothing that they've done that makes you think that this team is going to be anything that them what they've already proven they are is an inconsistent team that has spotty pitching. Some days they get great pitching. Some days they get spotty. The bottom line is it's all on the offense to me on this team because this team, the way it was constructed with all the money spent and all the acquisitions, the biggest disappointment is the lack of consistent offense. I don't mean scoring 10 runs a night. I mean, how about hitting with runners in scoring position? How about stopping the pop-ups in the infield when you have men on base? That's not being an impatient fan. That's being someone who's watching a team that you're hoping is going to snap out of it, as Cher said in Moonstruck. Isn't that when she said snap out of it? Yeah, she and along with a slap. Snap yeah, out snap of it. Snap out of it. You keep waiting for them to snap out of it. Then they send their third baseman down to the minor leagues, and then they throw another guy at third base. What I'm saying is, and anybody who watches this and watches baseball, whether it's the Phillies or anybody else, there is no consistency and no glimmer that this team somehow has a switch that you can throw that will make them all of a sudden make an unbelievable run down the stretch. If they do, I'll be the first guy to cheer, but I'm not giving up on them. I'm just saying it's really frustrating to watch a team that you thought had a chance to be a playoff team. And I don't mean a wild card team where you hope to win a game. I mean a team where you have a lineup that looked pretty impressive at the beginning of the year and actually played well in the beginning of the year and then went to hell since then. Do you realize the Phillies, who started off great, have won 25 games and lost 31. So they're, they're six games under 500 in their last 56 games. Seven games behind in the National League East. And what really hurt them with the Chicago series is that the Nationals aren't playing well. They're 3-7. and seven. The Braves have lost a couple of games. 
So they make up no ground on a weekend where you should minimum win two out of three, if not sweep a team like the Chicago White Sox. That's why I don't have a lot of faith in the Phillies making the playoffs this year. They could still do it. But how about the Mets, though? The Mets have won nine of their last... I remember Mets fans calling this show, emailing me, texting me, tweeting me. The Mets suck. Fire Mickey Callaway. They're awful. Do you realize the Mets were the second worst team in the National League? Like on June 10th? They were the second. Miami and the Mets were the two clearly worst teams in the National League. In the meantime, the Mets quietly, while people are calling for the manager to be fired, the general manager to be fired, they don't know what they're doing, their players suck. They've won 9 of 10. The Mets were 40 and 51 on July 12th. Nine games under 500, seven games out of the second wild card. Since then, they're 55. Since then, now they've managed to get up to 55 wins, 56 losses. So you do the math. They've won 15 games and lost five. 15 and five since July 12th. And now they're three games behind the Phillies and Nationals for the second wild card. So if you're looking at trending topics, the Mets are trending up. The Phillies are trending nowhere. They're just like hanging around. They're like matter. They're like matter in space. I think it's called stagnating. They're just floating. They're like space dirt, space junk. It just stays up there. Sometimes it may go up a little bit, and then it starts. looks like it's going to come down and crash into the earth like an asteroid. That's the problem. Meanwhile, now the Phillies have to go out west, young man. Four and five on this homestand, <clears throat> which is awful. Now they got to go to Arizona and San Francisco, seven on the road in Arizona and all the way out in California. And we'll see what happens there. The Diamondbacks are up and down. The Giants were up, and now they're down. So we'll see what happens. Yankees, meanwhile, wipe out the Red. I want to thank the Boston Red Sox officially today for participating in this year's American League wild card chase. Swept by the Rays at home, and now swept by the Yankees. Eight straight losses for the Red Sox. Is it time to stick a fork in the defending World Series champions? 14 and a half games out. Is it over? Yes, it's over. Even Dean has to acknowledge at this point that the Red Sox suck. Cubs sweep the Brewers. Milwaukee's a mess. Twins sweep the Royals. They won six of seven. And as I mentioned, the Mets are playing well. The Oakland A's are playing well. They're 31-14 and 14 since June 10th. And every year in Oakland, people say, ah, I don't know how many money. They don't buy players. They get rid of guys. They're hanging in there. They're not going to win the division. But they got a good shot for the wild card. And the Cleveland Indians are really playing great baseball. 33-14 and 14 they've been since June 10th. So we're seeing, and that's why the Cleveland Indians, even though they traded away their, their, their closer, Trevor Bauer, they're playing good base. How good are they playing, Robin, you may ask? They're playing so well in the Cleveland Indians baseball organization that the Cleveland Indians starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield, went to the game yesterday to the ball yard. Baker Mayfield was up there in the box. What's in the box, you may ask? Baker Mayfield was in the box. And yes, now, ladies and gentlemen, what do we have to do when we watch baseball players oh, drink beer? Box. We have to do comparisons. Remember Aaron Rodgers was sitting at a Milwaukee Bucks game? Yeah. And one of his linemen on the other side was downing beers, and then the wimp 
Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback, bad beer drinker, couldn't shotgun a beer. And again, I'm not into these men drinking contests and I can out drink you under the table and all that other crap that guys like to do. Actually, women like to do that too. Women are now just as bad as men when it comes about, oh, I can drink a lot. Don't worry about that. Am I right, Robin? <laughs> women who want shots and they want fireball and all this. So we have equality. Women are just as, not all of them. I'm not, I'm not throwing a blanket over every single woman in America or every single man. But so you saw that Aaron Rodgers couldn't drink, right? He, right. he was embarrassed himself. Right. But now you got all these different athletes when they go somewhere. They got to let everybody know. Even Tom Brady can shotgun a beer. And people think Tom Brady's a wimpy guy. But yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, and this guy's getting ripped for doing this too. People are actually making comparisons between Baker Mayfield, who at least went out there in his rookie season and showed the world he has the ability to be a really good quarterback, and they're comparing him to other former stiff quarterbacks who went out there and talked the talk but didn't walk the walk. No, not the same thing. Do we have the tape, Robin? Let's go to Cleveland. Indians baseball action. In the box. Who was in the box? Oh, what's in the box? Baker Mayfield was in the box. This is just on a constant loop, by Let's the way. Let's just go to the tape, though. I want to see this. It's, it's on. You see it. It was a beautiful thing, although... I mean, if, if you're scoring, if you're giving points to style and you actually like this kind of thing, then I guess it's good if you approve of this kind of thing. But he broke the can. It wasn't like he was drinking out of a glass. I think he used his teeth to yeah, actually he, break. He bit open the yeah. aluminum can at the bottom. With, with like his incisor, like as if he has like, you know. And he's really got a like, good porn stash going too like now. A, as if he has like one of those vampire teeth right in the corner, you know. Is that impressive or not? Because when you bite a beer can at the bottom, the thin aluminum, uh-huh. you know, immediately the stuff comes out. But yeah. then he managed to suck it down, all, these, all the fragments of aluminum that he ingested into his lungs. And he's wearing a Francisco Lindor jersey. And the crowd goes wild. Is that lame? Or is that good? Well, You when, make the call, right? When I'm watching it, all I can think of is the jagged aluminum edges. That's what I'm thinking. thinking. Yeah. He's like swallowing shards of aluminum. I he's swallowing it, but all I'm thinking is, is that he's cutting his lip on it. Overall, he gets a uh, 8.9. The Russian judge hated it. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was on Shark Week last week, who was the king of doing that, he had to be impressed. That's pretty, you know, if you look at that kind of stuff and whether you think it's impressive or not, what he did, because drinking a beer out of a bottle or downing a can of beer, that's amateur shit. But what Baker may add, the porn stash on top of it. Did you check out the stash? I did. I did. You like that stash? Um. Eh. Eh. It's a good look. I don't know. You can pull it off. Now people, oh, he's good. You know, the, he, Baker Mayfield, he's a one-year wonder. Johnny Football was a one-year wonder. Johnny Football was doing this stuff before he even proved anything in the National Football League. He was all hype in college, great player. Baker Mayfield, hype in college, great player. The difference is Mayfield at least is showing signs that he could be an NFL, a pretty damn good NFL quarterback. Did, did, Did Johnny Football ever show any signs that he was going to be a good NFL quarterback? No. I found I found the, the the longer version with audio, Tony. Let's go to the tape. 
So he's drinking a beer already. And then somebody throws him another one. And this is when it he shows his expertise. See, they're daring him. Then he grabs another one right there. And then the white beer from Miller. And he breaks the bottom of the can right off. No, it's not a white claw. No, I don't get this whole white claw thing. I guess that's the latest cool uh, seltzer water with alcohol. Does it have alcohol in it, this white claw crap? I'm seeing everybody drinking this now. White claw. White claw is one of those seltzer drinks. Let me check. There's all these crappy waters now, and it becomes a fad. White claws. I hate to do it to people who white drink white claw. White claw hard seltzer. So it's hard seltzer, yeah. so it's got alcohol in it. It's a Let gluten. me give him one of these. But at least it's gluten-free. Oh, that's good. That's healthier for you. <laughs> White Claw made with pure seltzer. Uh, 5% alcohol content. It only has 100 calories, though. Yeah. Black cherry, natural lime, and mango. What kind of alcohol do they put in there? Um, Methanol? Ethanol? It's a hint of fruit flavor. Um, it's a blend. It's 5% alcohol. It doesn't say what kind. I'm what assuming... What is the alcohol that they put in there is what I want to know. It is not stating. It says it's our... Uh, gluten-free alcohol base, whatever that is. You think most people who are drinking seltzer drinks care about what's in, what the flavor is? They're drinking it because it has booze in it. Yeah. I have a feeling that it's some kind of a, like a vodka. It's a vodka drink, I'm sure. I would not be surprised. That's usually what I'm out on this White Claw. I don't even want to taste one. I if would. someone gave it to me for free, I would. First of all, I'm not a big seltzer guy. Now, Brian Seltzer, I mean, he's pretty good. Because he covers drink the six. It. I would try it. I, because yeah, you I, try all that sappy Well, no, stuff, because I like, I like the drinks that are not too sweet. If they're too sweet, then I don't... Well, there's I'm a bunch of sweet flavors in there. They're not the... They got like a bunch of sappy flavors. No, but what I'm saying is like like the um, the old wine coolers and spritzers and stuff like that. Those are often way too sweet. Because there was a lot of sugar Listen, in it. Listen, if you want to drink it, I don't care. I'm not telling people what to drink or not to drink. But now White Claw is the hot item this summer, you notice? They brought Zima back a couple of years ago. And that's already faded back into Bolivia. Yeah. The that White didn't last Claw. long at all. And I'm not a big seltzer drinker. Do you like seltzer water? I like club soda. Isn't I don't that- like seltzer. It's not the same thing. Club soda and seltzer are not the same thing, Robin. Uh, what's the difference? Because it tastes an awful lot the same to me. No, seltzer is more fizzy. Seltzer you can drink straight if you have an upset stomach. That's what people give people for an upset stomach. Club soda isn't as fizzy, I don't think. I don't like malt liquor either. You like malt liquor? I don't like any of that stuff that has alcohol that is crappy. And that's what they put in these drinks. Yeah. Whether it's Zima, whether it's this White Claw, all of these girly drinks that chicks drink. And then some dudes, too. It's all, like, crappy alcohol in there. I prefer a nice vodka with something. Wait a minute. I have, I, wait, I have, a, I have an update now. you know what now. I do like? I do like gin, a really good gin with... Club soda. Club soda or seltzer. I have an update now from a... Let's, let's go to our high-speed club soda seltzer water update desk from SR20Deep04, who says, Club soda... Just like seltzer, but unlike sparkling water, club soda is artificially carbonated water. But unlike seltzer, club soda does contain added minerals to enhance the flavor. 
the two are similar enough to be used interchangeably in cocktails. Ah, uh, so. Yeah, because people say, I want a, a Jack Daniels and soda. Right. Which is probably either seltzer water or club soda. And right? usually, I think club soda, they have in the machines because that's how they get it delivered and it's in the big tanks. Exactly. Because it's artificial. It's a combination sensation, baby! Senior 20... 20- Deep 04, maybe, are you a bartender? Is this how you know? Or were you one at one no, time? No, I watched, uh, I watched uh, AOC mixing one in her kitchen when she was trying to figure out how to use a rice cooker one night. I was watching her live on uh, Instagram. How does a chick not know how to make rice with a rice cooker? Uh, you said it and forget it. I, I know. About I mean, how how lame ever. do you have to be if you don't even know how to use a rice cooker? <laughs> which may be the easiest electronic device ever Other than created. A exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. When I drink vodka and you know, some people put vodka and water, which I don't do. Yeah, no. there's a lot of drinks that have water. Why water it? There's now? like uh, what's the one? Give me uh, Jim Beam and water. Right. Are they talking about seltzer water or just flat water? I think it's just flat water. But then again, I don't know. That is a good question. All the hard lemonades are out there. You drink whatever you want. Just drink responsibly, please. Meanwhile, let's get back to the baseball updates, Robin. No, that was the baseball updates. Would that you was like, pretty all my baseball that, information. That was, that was it? That was it? Yes. Would you like to go to one of my updates? Yes, let's go to the update desk, Robin. I mean, it's about damn time. We're an hour into the show. And we haven't had a legitimate update other than oh, legitimate actually, news. Actually, we do. I'm sure so many people have seen this, but it was uh, New York Jets, brand new player, said something kind of funny over the weekend. He's not a brand new player. He's a rookie. Is that what you mean by a brand new player? Yes, he's a rookie. Isn't that the same thing? A rookie. No, nobody ever player. calls him, hey, we got a brand new player, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Brand new. <laughs> He's a rookie for the Jets. Quentin Williams is his name, yes. Robin. And he he was get, he was doing one of his first press conferences and he <laughs> he he misspoke and then laughed at himself and it's really kind of funny. Let's go to the tape. I've done this many many times, usually every day on this show. Yes. But this this one was cute. My arena, I got an 80 on ultimate team, so I'm going to go play with myself today. So, see how I feel. I came out weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm mad. I'm feeling myself I'm mad. My arena, I got an 80 on ultimate team, so I'm gonna go play with myself today. So see how I feel. I came out weird. I love how he says but that. But you know what the that point is? Weird. He was asking about his Madden yes. rating, which is 80, and he says so he's gonna go play with himself, meaning playing his his player in the game. Right. So he was playing with himself. We were playing with ourselves earlier on the yeah, show. I Nobody know. got upset then. I just, he was so adorable. He's like, that came out weird. <laughs> I do it all the time. Most of the people who listen and watch this show are playing with themselves. It's probably the most stimulating program available right now. Outside of Oprah when she goes, Wow, 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 So here's my, here's my, speaking of, uh, saying weird things and talking about pr- pronunciations. We do it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. 
Now, one of the things that we always talk about are people from different states. And then we say, are you, you know, they're from Arizona, they're an Arizonan, or they're uh, from New York State, they're a... A New York. New York. A New York. Well, did you know that they're, they're the official legal terminology for how to call different people from different states? What do you mean, different legal terminology? Yeah, some of these... They're, they're official. So these are part of the government ways that the government says that you should call somebody from each state. Are we going to do all 57 states? Or, no, uh, but there might be some surprises. So, um, is Tony, this an official you, update now? You can pull it up right here, Tony, so you can see it live. I can't see it live. Okay, I can see it live. But it's too small. I can't now, see it. Now, obviously, we know that there's the e- easy ones, the Pennsylvanian, where if you're from Pennsylvania, you're a Pennsylvanian. If you're from Florida, you're a Floridian. But what happens if you're an Amishman, an Amish person? But that's not meaning from you're from the state. That just means that you're Amish. What happens if you're a Quaker now, if you're from in the Quaker Indi- state? Did you know that if you're from Indiana, the official term is a Hoosier? I know that. It's, Hoosier daddy. Yeah. Hoosier daddy. Now, here's one that I, if you're from Iowa, mm-hmm. it used to be Iowa. Io, Iowan. Yes, but it's, it's Iowan, right? It's Iowan. W A N. What? Yes, I O one. I O one. I owe you one. <laughs> I don't. If I know you, it's Iowan, Robin. Yes, Iowan. Not Iowa. I know it's Iowan. But it used to be it had an extra N in there, and now it's gone. So, and then if you're from when Wyoming, when do they change this? Do they do they have to change know. the license plates when they do these things? Did you know that too? if you're from Wyoming, you're a Wyomingite? I did not know. that. I thought you were a cowboy. No. How about them cowboys? If you are um, from, where's one of the ones? If you're from Nebraska, what are you, Robin? If you're You're from Massachusetts, what are you, if you're from Massachusetts? You're usually a putz or a Kennedy (laughs) or somebody that uh, runs off of bridges with their cars. You're a Massachusettsan. That's not how it's spelled. Yes. That's not how it's spelled. Massachusettsan. What? Massachusettsan? Yes. If you're from New Hampshire, you're a New Hampshireite. Delawarean. There's a lot of these things Dean that I Dean points out, know. if you're from New York. And here's an interesting one. If you're from Hawaii, you are not Hawaiian. What are you? You are a Hawaii resident because if you are Hawaiian, you are actually a native. That is, the, that is a race, Hawaiian. So if you live... If you live in Hawaii, you're not a Hawaiian. Nope. What about the flying Hawaiian? If you are, uh, the term Hawaiian is for the race of being from Hawaii, a native Hawaiian. If you live in Hawaii, you are a Hawaii resident. You just said that if you live in, in Pennsylvania and you're Amish, you're not Amish, you're a Pennsylvanian. That's, the, that's saying the same thing. I'm, you're asking me, these are not my rules, Tony Bruno. These are the rules of each state. That is absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Who makes these damn rules? Are these unwritten rules? But uh, one of the things that I thought was really, really funny was that um, people had comments regarding this information. And so instead of from if you're an Illinoisan, this guy named Mangrum says, I prefer Illinois myself. Illinois. Uh, well, here's another one. You know what I say to people from New York when they ask me, what do you call people from New York, Robin? What's that? Pardon my French, 
but you're an asshole. Exactly. Usually just people in the, uh, in the New York metropolitan area. Not upstate New York. You know what I'm saying? I guess it used to be Michigander instead of a Michiganian. I have never heard these terms used to describe any of these people from these states, Robin. Is this all new? Are these new rules? No. These are in the book somewhere. Jesus. And then here somebody else points out that people from New Hampshire can also be called hobbits. That's what I call Bernie Sanders with all of his stupid And he says, because we're from the Shire, in case you missed that one. Get it? No, I don't get it. Um... I knew it. I, I knew that, but I didn't know about all this. Uh, Michigan. What was the Massachusettsian again? What, where are they? Um, hold on. I have to get back to it. The Massachusetts. Where are they? Massachusettsian. No, Massachusettsian. 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 I'm reading it. I don't know where. Ain't nobody got time for that. I agree. This is ridiculous, Robin. This is the worst list ever. That's why I hate lists on shows. Hey, this is official, Tony Bruno. These are official state information. That's absolute bullshit. Nobody says that if you're, from, you're, you're not Hawaiian. If, you're, you, you're, if you live in Hawaii, you're not a Hawaiian. If you are native Hawaiian, then you are a Hawaiian. But if you are a Caucasian and you are living there... And you are a resident, then you are a Hawaii resident. You are not Hawaiian. Even if you were born there. That's ridiculous. I'm never moving to Hawaii. It's too expensive <laughs> to live there anyway. Who the hell can afford to live there? Even native Hawaiians don't live there anymore. <laughs> you know what I say to all of these lists, Robin? What's that? Bafangul, huh? Exactly. All right, enough of this stuff. Is it making you mad? Not making me mad. It's just I don't know anybody who lives in any of those states other than Indiana folks who call themselves Hoosiers. Hoosier, Indiana is the only one that doesn't have... It makes sense. No, but Indiana is the only state that their official name has no reflection of the state name itself. Yeah, I know. That's that's the official name. Yeah. Yeah. It is the then why are these other states calling themselves bastardations of the actual name of the state? That's what doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Like Nebraska, when I think of Nebraska, I think of corn huskers. So why would they not be called? They're called Nebraskans. And that's easy, at least, Nebraskans. Yeah. Like Iowans. They're corn huskers, too. Wyoming. What I think of when I think of Wyoming? Cowboys. Because that's what it has on their license plate, right? And they're, they're a Wyomingite. And Ohio, Buckeyes. What do they call people from Ohio? When you're Ohio- there? Ohioan. And that's acceptable, at least. At least it's close. But Massachusetts, it's in sins. Is that was the a weird dumbest one. thing. How about Massachusetts? How about you, you, you mass asses? How about that? Nobody calls themselves Mass. I don't know anybody in my 66 years on Earth who's from Massachusetts, and I know a lot of people from up there who have ever called themselves that. When you say, hey, where are you from? You know what they say? I'm from Boston. I'm from- they'll say the name of the town. They'll say from Massachusetts, or they'll say Mass, yes. but they'll never say Massachusettsian. <laughs> Massachusettsian. Or Massholes, yes. Massholes. Chowderheads. 
Mass holes. Chattas. Strappers. They got a lot of different names. But Massachusetts. Say it one more time, Robin. Massachusettsans. That's not what it is. Spell it. Can you, you, you put that in the form of a sentence? <laughs> can you spell? Do not. Can you get, spell Massachusettsan? Massachusettsan. Spell it's, it. It seems strange to me, too. Spell it, Robin. Massachusetts. Spell it. Just do it. Pull it up and then spell it. Oh, I'll write it and you, and you pull it up. I already got rid of it. How did you get rid of it? We're doing an important story. I thought we were moving on already. No, because that that Massachusetts thing really, really bugs me now. <laughs> okay, Massachusetts. So it's M A S S A C H. Wait, let me write this down. M A S S A C H A C H U S E U S E T T S A N T T S A N Mass. No, so it's M-A-S-S-A, Massachusetts. That's what it is. Massachusetts? Yes, it's not Massachusetts, whatever you were, what you were saying. Mass- so, so it's you pronou- Massa. Wait, wait, wait. You pronounce the state Massachusetts. Right. So wouldn't it be Massachusetts? Yeah, it might be Massachusetts. You're right, Robin. Massachusetts. Really, Massachusetts? <laughs> really? <laughs> Really? Uh, it seems a little... I mean, I agree. And then Wisconsin, Wisconsinite. Uh, we knew the Washingtonian. Washingtonian. Yeah, that's, that's understandable. Yeah. There's like trains named after states. Like the Oregonian. Right. right? And then I mean, Utah. I like that one. I like Bhutan's better myself. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes you've got to pay them too much and, uh, and they never go away. You know what I'm saying? Now, Louisi- <laughs> Louisianian. That's not what they're called. L- Louisianian. Louisianian, however you pronounce Louisiana. You know what I call them? What's that? Cajuns. Cajuns. I call them awesome. All right, enough about the states. There you go. <sighs> I am pissed off. I am pissed off at that. Meanwhile, you saw what happened to the swimming pool today, Robin? Everybody back in the pool. Which swimming pool? The one that matters. The one at Stanford, California. You've been to the Stanford pool, I have you not? Know? I've, I have pictures of me in there as a baby. You know what's going on in the Stanford pool, No, right? I do not. The, 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 uh, the, the, the national championships. We were watching the 400-meter intermediate yes, re- yes. relay the that's other day. That's going on right now? Yes, that's why there's a, they're on the Olympic Channel. These are the national championships. All right. So we're tr- trying to pick our national team to go to the Olympics next okay. year in 2020. You understand that, Robin? Okay. Back to the update. So we saw these... Uh, we, I love those the four hundred meter relays. Interme- yeah, that's good. Because you got to do that's eight laps of the pool, correct? Right, because each lap's fifty meters. Right. So you do two. You do a lap up and back, and breaststroke. Then you do the backstroke. Then you do the butterfly. And then you do the crawl. And then you do no. Then you do freestyle. Freestyle. Okay, which is the crawl? That's incredible when you watch those people. But but Ryan Lochte was back in the pool in Stanford. Really? Yes. Ryan Lochte was suspended. You know how long? 14 months. You know wow. what he was suspended for? Having too much B12. Because they test these athletes. 
B12 is now considered... You can only have a certain amount of B12 in your system. So he apparently took uh, took too much B12. They could tell when he peed in the pool, it got really yellow fast. When <laughs> <laughs> you take B12. <laughs> so he was suspended for 14 months, over a year, from competing because his B12 levels so were too high. All of the marijuana and everything that he had Yeah, none of that stuff doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. But B12. He can, can swim stoned. You can swim as drunk as you want. But if you got too much B12 in you, you get suspended. Because obviously B12. Well, I mean, it's an, it, can, it can give you energy. But how? it's not a performance-enhancing drug of any kind. It's not that it's a slow sports day. These are, this, is, this is what I do. I'm looking at the big picture. Want me to just talk about the Eagles open practice for three hours and take phone calls from people who are pissed off? That's not what we do here. Although That's why this show's different. Although if you're pissed off and you want to give yeah, some Yeah, you can call you can and be that. pissed off. But I'm not going to spend four hours, three hours talking about open practice. And the same shit over and over exactly and over again. Exactly right. Until your eyes roll back in the head and go, oh my God. Or what the Phillies need to do to fix their problems. Obviously, they don't know what to do. So how would I know what to do? I'm not Mark even a damn I- uh, an analytics jerk off. Mark I-68. Too much B12 makes you whiz purple? Is that true? I don't know what it does. Oh, I have to look that up now. I know I when I take B12, and I take all the essential vitamins and essential oils, but there's certain vitamins and supplements that you take, it affects the color and the smell of your urine. There's no doubt about that. Back to the PP. When I take B12 or B, any kind of a vitamin, you can see it in the urine. Either you're in or you're out. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking up to see this because I did not yes. know. Now, um, vitamin B12 is water-soluble, so normally it is not something that you can overdose on. Or um, I read that he was suspended for 14 months because the allowable, uh, the allowable limits of B12 in his system, he exceeded them. See, now, when you don't have enough B12, that can cause serious health problems because you can, uh, if you, if it can lead to complications with nerve damage. I understand that. A lot fatigue. of people take B supplements. Right. I B12. mean, it's, a lot of people do not get enough And B12. the B12, by the way, we've done this. The sublingual B12s yes. are the best because there's B12s you can buy a thousand different kinds in a, in a in whether it's a drugstore or GNC, a vitamin store, a supplement store. People buy the wrong B12. Now, I'm sure Ryan Lochte's buying the good shit. He's not buying, like, the stuff that's a two-for-one right. at CVS with a 17-foot-long uh, receipt at the cash register. There's the one that starts with an M, and then there's another one. There's yeah. the cyan maba bean. The sublingual, the one you put yeah, under your no, tongue. That you can have either one. These one with the that starts with an M, the Maya naba blah 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 mean, and the cyan blah 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 me mean. Um, both I get of those. the good shit, and but you the, and you get the they have injectable. And obviously, yeah. he's not taking sublingual B12. He's getting injections, right? Athletes had this shit injected in him. Sort of like that Barada that I had injected to me on Friday when I saw that on the internet. God, I love Barada. B12 is the most important B12 of the Bs. I take a big B complex. Because I don't oh. want to get a complex about having B12 only, Robin. Purple. You following me? Not the B52s. We don't get enough of them. Vitamin B and <laughs> urine color. Oh, we have a vitamin B. Not vitamin C who did the great song Put a Smile on Your Face. There's, you can't get enough vitamin C. Um, I want, uh, 
Passing urine is such a frequent routine activity that many people pay no attention to the color of their urine. I do. But it might be slightly harder to ignore if you begin to pass bright yellow pee. Uh, There's a link between vitamins and urine color, particularly vitamin supplements containing B12. I told you. Yes. yes. uh, Listen, I watch my pee very closely. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Is this a further update? This year. So a study in 2017 published in the Journal of Anesthesia found that red urinary discoloration was present following the use of, here it is, hydro... Hold on, hold on. I'm going to say it in a second. Hydro... Hydroxocobalamin to treat vasoplegic syndrome. And the study um, said that hydroxobalamin treatment induced wine-colored urine in a patient. In other words, deep reddish purple. Not so deep purple, is, of course. So there's so that's the that's hydroxobalamin is one of the types of vitamin B twelve. Cyanocobalamin. See, this is the one I can't pronounce ever. Cyanocobalamin. Cyanocobalamin. Um, both of those forms of B twelve have an effect on the color of your urine, but it's the um, it's the, the other one, the, hyd- the hydroxobalamine, that's the one that can cause the wine-colored urine. The one that you want is the one that's the mon- monoxobalamine, I think. That's the good stuff. It's, uh... Mark Egg 69 says, Google vitamin B injectable angst. Look at the pics. Yeah, there's no doubt. Whatever you put in your body comes out eventually. Yes. And I said it earlier. When you take vitamin B supplements, whether it's a B complex or B12, your urine's really, really bright yellow. And sort of like the hair color of Donald Trump when he was at that uh, thing last week. I think looked, he put some of that in his head. It looked like it was Crayola yellow. That's yes. what the color was. Bob and Valley Ford says, when he takes his vitamin B and Viagra... His wife wants to play ring toss. Well, that's why that's why they invented ring toss. For home use only, of course. Yes. I've actually never played that version of ring toss. I might Remember vitamin C, Robin? I do. You like her? I do, I do. Yeah, she's all right. She's still out there, or is she deficient right now? She's vitamin C deficient. <laughs> hey, listen. I'm looking at her. I'd give her the injectable form. <laughs> Apparently, Trump's hair color is technically goldenrod. I got you goldenrod right here, baby. <laughs> I got you goldenrod. <laughs> Speaking of bees. If you see a faded sign at the side of the the vitamin B and there's a couple of other vitamins. They're, they're class B uh, drugs well, or vitamins. Not the killer bees, of course, Water former soluble. Miami Dolphins. And then, of course, the killer bees in Houston, the Astros, Bagwell, Biggio, mm-hmm. Berkman. Remember those killer bees? All of those ones that are water-soluble that you can normally pee out if you have too many of them, it's hard to overdose on them. But you still can, apparently. 
Is this your favorite B-52 song, Robin? I have never cared for this song. I'm one of the very few Are people. Are you serious, I, Robin? I, I've, never I've never liked it. No, don't know why. You don't like the group or you don't like the song? I don't like the song. Do not like the serious? I'm serious. I do not God, care for the How did we shot. ever hook up? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just one of those ones that I'm just... How about this song? This one's a little bit better, but not by... See, I like Love Shack better than Rock Lobster, even though I, I love just, Lobster. I, there's just something about uh, their the Discord notes that just rub me raw, or rub me the wrong way, or whatever, however you say it. This is too spastic, this song for me, and I'm pretty spastic. Nah, I don't like it. I actually like this song better than Rock Lobster. This is a good one, too. Let's see if I like this one. All right, get to the damn song. Bad intro. You know this song, Robin. Nope. See, this I, is Rome I, where you want I to. I, I just think I, I just don't... Not Jim Rome where you want to. Rack that guy. I've just never cared for the B-52s. Well, I asked you that question, and you yeah. said, no, it's not that I don't like the B-52s, no, you didn't I'm, like that song. I have to rephrase, because now hearing these songs, I'm like, yeah, no, don't like them. I don't know what it is, I just... The voices, they're just sort of like, they're not quite as bad as nails on a chalkboard for me, but I'm not a fan. Jesus, Robin, what is wrong with you today? <laughs> what can I say? Really disappointed in you today, Robin. <laughs> what makes today any different than any other day, Tony Bruno? I, I gotta keep you on your toes. I can't like everything. Bob says, give her one of those. I really, really didn't want to, Robin. I didn't think it would come to this today. Normally, I don't give this just for simple disagreements because I'm pretty uh, upset, accepting of other people's opinions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm tolerant of others. Uh-huh. But I, I agree. I think I'm going to have to give you one of these on this today. So in other words, you're not tolerant of other people's opinions. No, I just am not tolerant of your opinions when you don't agree with me. I mean, that's just, uh, I'm tolerant most of the time. That's just the way it is. <laughs> not when it comes to great songs, Robin. I mean, that's that's an outrage. What can I say, Tony Bruno? How can you not like the B-52s? Especially the original B-52 bombers. That's how we won... I like the war. bombers, and I like the bomber jackets with the, the B-52 bomber jackets. Love those. And I even like like the era of the rockabilly rock. I love that. Yeah. But I've just never cared for the B-52s. It's the, it's the voice. It's, I think it's the lead singer's voice. The chick but, or yeah. the dude? Or maybe it's both of them put together. The, well, there's two chicks. One's the big redhead, and yeah. she's like yells a lot. And I don't care for that at all. I like when redheads yell. <laughs> There are there is a time and place for everything, Tony. But apparently, I don't like it in the song. <laughs> now, if she were yelling elsewhere, maybe I'd like it more. 
She was kind of hot, actually. Yeah, she was. Are they still performing the uh, the B-52s? I think she is. Not about her. I'm talking about the whole group. Or did they break up? They became stealth, Himmel I think. Rover 1977 <laughs> is with me on this one. He's agreeing. Yeah, not everybody has to like the B-52s, but we were talking about B-vitamins. And I, I played vitamin C... And then I found B-52s. I get it. Get it? See, that's the, that's the thought process here. I know. Which is very impressive, by the way. Um, the fabulous Lexi's dad yes. on Friday night said that he is so impressed with your... Stream of consciousness and when it comes to music? Yeah. He's like, I wish I could watch the inside of his brain and how it works. So do I. It should be sent to a, a lab. I will be donating my bra- brain to... So- uh, to a lab somewhere. Get get this. So Lexi's dad is um, he works big advertising agency, so mm-hmm. he cannot watch the show live. What he usually does is he will he he sent this to me in an email. What he'll do is during his lunch break, mm-hmm. he which is right around this time, he will go and watch the first twenty to thirty minutes of the show. That's usually what I watch, and then I become bored. Yeah. And then he has to go back to work. So then what he'll do on the way home, he takes um, a train and then a car. So he, he, he commutes for about an hour and a half every single day. On his way home, he will then listen to the rest of the show. Um, in while, his car on the way home? In the train and in the car on his way home. It's a good job out of him. And then when he gets home, if there were certain pieces of the show that he thought... Because by then he's listening to the podcast and it's just the audio only... If there's certain portions of the show that he thinks would have been really funny visually, mm-hmm. he will then go back wow, and pull that's, up. That's breakdown at, at levels you don't even see on the I NFL know. Network. That's impressive. Sake. And he says that he counts on us to give him some levity and comedy every single day. Well, we try to, but then we mix in some sports, too. We're here at Circle K witnessing a legendary drink mix for 79 cents. Looks like he's going with red sports drink. And now lemon lime soda. Ooh, the Cola Froster Top-Off. Polar Pops and Frosters are only 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. We're here at Circle K witnessing a legendary drink mix for 79 cents. Looks like he's going with red sports drink. And now lemon lime soda. Ooh, the Cola Froster Top-Off. Polar Pops and Frosters are only 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. One and a half hours, though. And he, does, he lives in Louisville. Yeah. I didn't realize. No, so he's been working in Chicago. Oh, I was going to say. Yes. An hour and a half, like in most big cities, that's unfortunately, that's the commute. With traffic and stuff, especially if you work nine to five, you go to work in the morning. Depending, you don't even have to go a far distance to take an hour and a half to get to work. No, based he, on traffic he, uh, patterns. He's been working in Chicago recently because he's working on a huge account. Beautiful. I'm working on a huge account too. I know an hour and a half commute every single day each way would be exhausting. At least you don't have to drive. We used I, to take take us an hour and a half to go seventeen miles that's every day. True. That is true. And that's an outrage. But that's why, that's why you want to be a subscriber so that you can have all of us available to you at all times. What guy is dead? Mark AIC69 says, guy is, oh, the guy in the B-52s. I'm sorry. Oh. There were a couple guys in the B-52s. It's hard for me to keep track of all these people who are alive or dead. I have a hard enough time figuring out whether I'm alive. I'm brain dead many days. But most of the time, I'm pretty, uh, you know what we say here, Robin. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. 
And we have a lot of other stories to get to today also. We're only halfway through the program today, Robin. Yes, we are. And we have open lines. Seriously, I want to hear from the folks out there, not Massachusettsans, uh, but anybody out, wherever you live, 215-462-TONY, 215-462-8669. That's the number. Baseball, football, whatever you want to talk about. We want to hear from our diverse, our fabulous diverse listeners. You don't even have to be diverse. No, but we want to hear from every diverse. I'm talking. And Is I'm this not a even, diversity show? And it doesn't have to mean diverse as in race. It could be diverse as in different states. Eclectic. Ecle- we want to hear from all of whimsical. our. Whimsical. You have any whimsy out there, Robin? Are you whimsical? I am whimsical. I really am. Very. I'm like almost fairy like I'm so whimsical. I hate I'm you. sure people have noticed that. <laughs> Miss Robin liked the band Aqua. They were a poor man's B-52s. Aqua. Never heard of them. Were they mermaids at least? But I didn't like the B-52s, so why would I like Aqua? I don't know, Robin. I don't know what you like. That's for sure. (laughs) See? Whimsy. (laughs) That was whimsical. We need to be perverse, not diverse on this show, Robin. Perversity we is all that matters. Perverse phone screw, call. Oh, no, per, yeah, screw diversity. Bring me perversity. Open line. The perverse lines are open. The perverts lines are open. 215-462-8669. You heard my rants on, on baseball. You heard my rants on football and contracts. And I've always been a sanctity of the contract kind of guy. Whenever I signed a contract somewhere, mm-hmm. I honored my contract. I never walked out of a. I, I walked out of a contract, but it was mutually agreed upon. Was it? When I left ESPN, yeah, they accepted my resignation. I resigned. They accepted my resignation. Therefore, they didn't have to pay me after okay, I left. Okay, okay, okay. Normally, if you get fired from a job, didn't, they didn't want you to leave. No, they didn't want me to leave. But I decided it was time to move on. So it wasn't ugly or anything because I still obviously have done a lot of stuff for ESPN since I right. left there in 2000. So that's not. It's not about that. You sign a contract, and let's be honest, most people in the working world don't have contracts, unless they work for a union and they work at a big place, mm-hmm, a company mm-hmm. that requires you to be in a certain union to work there. You know, in the, in the television and music industry, there's SAG, Screen Actors Guild, AFTRA, and so I've been, in, I've been in unions, and I've worked in companies that were union and non-union. Depending on the company's situation... Some, you have to be in the union. If you work in New York, you have to be in the union to be on radio or TV. In other cities, you don't. So that's why I'm vested in, the, in AFTRA. That's why I collect a huge pension from AFTRA, allowing me to just basically do whatever the hell I want. $600 a month. You know how much stuff you can get done on $600 a month in retirement, Robin? So much of nothing. Exactly right. You know one of the things that's been in the news, Tony... Which is, has nothing to do with sports, but I think it's very interesting, especially because we play so much music on the show. Mm-hmm. You, think, you think in music. Your exactly. brain is filled. Even though I hate musicals. Um, the, the lawsuit with Katy Perry has been in the news yes. um, recently. And for those of you who do not know, there was a, a lawsuit by a group stating uh, that their song, part of the riff in that song was stolen for her Dark Horse song. Correct. 
Not the Dark Horse wines that you can find. There's a pretty inexpensive uh, red wines from Dark Horse. Correct. And yes. they're actually, they're, they're pretty darn good. Yes. But um, I was interested in this particular one. And, you know, not that I don't think that uh, Katy Perry can't afford to lose any money. And, you know, if, if somebody, uh, if she did steal it or if it was really clearly, because it's happened before where... There have been songs where you're like, "Oh my God, that sounds exactly like." Of course, whatever. there was the big song right. with uh, with Robin uh, Robin Thicke. Thick. Robin Thicke stole Marvin Gaye's right. riff, right? And it was very, very clear. You could tell. Listen, nobody's stolen more riffs than P. Diddy. I mean, that's how P. Diddy became a successful super producer. He he sampled a lot of songs. Now, some people say sampling isn't really stealing somebody's shtick, and but a there's lot a lot of, of songs like the Men in Black song, right? was stolen, not stolen, but it was basically an exact copy of the song uh, Sending Me Forget-Me-Nots, right. the original mm-hmm. version, and then they took the exact, I mean, exactly. li- not lyrics, music, note right. for note, note, copy of the song, and right. they just made a new song. But they can work that out with whoever owns the song. Correct. Like, sometimes they'll do it to honor somebody, and then they yes. pay them for it, or they get permission, or whatever. But in this particular case, um, that did not happen, and listening to both songs, I am not a musician by any means, but I'm somewhat musically inclined. And I was like, I cannot hear this for the life of me. So it was kind of interesting to hear that they found in favor of the plaintiff. So they, the, the Joyful Noise is the group that made the complaint that brought the lawsuit. Um, it's a uh, gospel group saying that part of the riff, which is like less than three seconds that we're talking about, which was supposedly stolen. And um, I just find, to me, this sets a really bad precedent because... No, it doesn't, Robin. That's why we can't play music here without ASCAP or BMI uh, licensing. No, but what I'm saying is it's less than three seconds. It's technically something like seven notes, Seven I don't know notes. what I don't know what the specifics of this contractual situation were. It's seven notes, Tony. That's and what was in the Katy Perry song that she stole. Supposedly that she lost. She actually lost. So she lost. Basically, she lost. She she stole it because a judge and a jury ruled. Was it a judge or a jury case? It was a jury case. All right. And here's the problem: there are just so that people musicians make combinations of notes all the time that are very very similar. That are incredibly similar to each other, but or even like if there's seven notes, if you cannot have the same seven notes in a combination in less than three seconds of actual music, then everybody's going to be suing suing everybody all the time. Sue, 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 studio. Oh, there's another song I just stole. This was the original, Robin. Yeah, no, it's Patrice Russian. It's exactly the same. Exactly. Which song do you like better? The Men in Black or Patrice Russian, Forget Me Nots? Well, they're the exact same song, so <laughs> does it really matter? Let me play it back and see the difference. I mean, I do, I do like the Men in Black uh, orchestration a little bit better. Robin, the song is like 25 years different. Listen to this. It's 
CMRPs. In black, remember that just in case we have a face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't blink, be what was dead is now gone. Black suit with the black ray bands on, walk a shadow, move the silence, guard against extra. I, I can't believe people rip Will Smith. We straight don't care. a super no talented guy. So, here, Tony, let me here's let me, let me, play, let me go back to this now. Watch, listen. See, it's a little faster. Patrice Russian's version, they slowed yep. it down in MIBs. But it's an absolute stone-cold ripple. Oh, yeah. There's no, but I think they paid for it. I don't, of course they did. Yeah. Everybody now, pays for now, it. Now, Tony, here is an actual, here's a fancy-schmancy name. Here's a musicologist explaining. Now, you listen to, these, to this explanation, Tony. You tell me what you think. A federal jury found that the 2013 Katy Perry hit Dark Horse infringed on the copyright of Christian rapper Flame's 2008 song, Joyful Noise. Now, the two songs don't share the same melody, nor the same chord progression or bass line or drum groove, but they do share a similar synth ostinato, or a repeated ostinato. melodic fragment that helps support the main melody. We only hear this ostinato in the verses for Dark Horse, but we hear it throughout A Joyful Noise. It's a descending phrase in staccato quarter notes that starts on the median in the key of A minor, the third degree of the scale, and descends down to the tonic. It sounds like this. Dark Horse's ostinato sounds suspiciously similar. It's in the key of B flat minor, but it's been transposed here to the key of A minor. Ostinato knowledge. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry about that. That's actually not the Katy Perry. That's the Adagio from Bach's Violin Sonata in F minor. This is Katy Perry's Dark Horse. <laughs> wait, sorry. Got confused again. That's the traditional Christmas carol, Jolly Old St. Nicholas. This is the Katy Perry. Actually, I'm sorry. I keep getting confused. That's the spiritual Go Down Moses. This is the Katy Perry. Wait a second, I'm so sorry. That's actually Akira Ikafube's theme to 1954's Godzilla. This is actually <laughs> Katy Perry's Dark Horse. So the question is, is this similar enough to Joyful Noise to legally be the same piece of music? The jury seems to have ruled that that is the case. Now, if we look at the text from the original lawsuit, we don't find any mention of any specific musical elements that Dark Horse allegedly illicitly took from Joyful Noise. Instead, we get several pages of alleged damages, and also, weirdly, several separate complaints about witchcraft and pagan imagery, which have nothing to do with the song, its lyrics, or its composition. All of the analysis and music theory that the plaintiff brought to the table came from one source, their expert witness, musicologist Todd Decker, who is the Decker. chair of the music department at Washington University in Not St. Steve Louis. Decker, According to Decker, Dark Horse is at its essence the same composition as Joyful Noise because of a similar synth riff that shares, quote, five or six points of similarity. All right, I've had enough of this pitch, guy. Rhythm, I've texture, had enough of pattern, repetition, melodic shape, and timbre. Decker took care to emphasize the similarity of... All right, get but this guy out of here. Here's my point. Like, if l Listen to all those other songs that are so similar and have the same... I understand. I'm not a lawyer, Robin. I'm not a jurist. I don't understand how this stuff works. That's why, that's why there's too many lawyers in this country. I think they need to revisit. I think it needs to go back again. Exactly. Not, to... not Brooklyn Decker, of course, one of my favorites, and a close friend of the show, as you remember, Robin. 
I find that hooked, absolutely fascinating. Well, remember when we hooked Brooklyn Decker up with Tony yes. Bruno gear? Yes. She got one of your bags. Yes, she did. <laughs> she loved your bag. And I got the shaft. Oh. Oh. What so is anyway, that? What's it called? Produ- an ostinato, huh? I had that the other night. It was really good. You get a little burrata and some ostinato, and then you know what you finish it off with, Robin? What's that? What would you finish it off with? You finish it off with a little decifinato, a little Stan Getz. I predict that there's going to be further, they're going to go further with this. They're not just going to take this laying down. I hope so. Ostinato or decifinato, Robin? Swedish chef saying, uh, Tony, you're confusing ostinato with Chef Boyardee. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Robin. Decifinato. You know these songs. These are great Bossa Nova songs. I love the Bossa Nova. I remember my friends who had like those home organs. There was always the Bossa Nova beat that you could play. It was automatic. It was was automatic. It was one of my favorites that you could... Nobody has organs anymore in their homes, do they? Yes, I do. My organ is always accessible, Robin. (laughs) But no, don't you remember everybody, everybody, instead of having a piano in the house, they had those home organs with all the different buttons and knobs. Wait a minute. I hate to rip Scrapple Joe right now. It says, Luigi needs to play the Nobody Cares clip. Drop. Luigi's not in here, first of all. I'm controlling all the drops today. How can you not like Desifanato by Stan Getz or Antonio Carlos Jobim? Do they? St- I don't even think that they have those organ stores in malls anymore. Every single mall used to have one of those organ stores. I agree. They used to have piano stores too. You know what's better than roses on your piano, Robin? I don't know, Tony. I've never heard this one before. What is better than roses on your piano? Tulips. On your organ. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be at the Wurlitzer all day long. <laughs> I got a lot of pipes, ladies and gentlemen. We got some big pipes. We got some midi- medium range pipes. We got pipes. Oh, pipes, Tony, pipes. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> proud of yourself? Are you proud of yourself? Yes, I am, Robin. I'm, I'm spitting major knowledge here. Are the phones broken or are they working? They are working. How come nobody's calling in today? I've given you so much content to talk. Listen, I don't really need phone calls to do a three-hour show. Although it's but surprising. we love to have the audience. The audience is always on the switch, on the tra- Twitch and, strat- and I'm talking stream, about whatever. Not about the same people that call all the time. We want some new voices. We want to hear want to hear. they say you. in the adult entertainment industry, we're always looking for new faces, Robin. We're always looking for new faces. New talent. New talent. <laughs> new talent. <laughs> D. Conrad in Vegas cheered us. Thank you so very Thank much. Thank you, D. Conrad. The locust is still there, by the way. The uh, When David called us on Friday night, I believe he was drinking some liquid locust juice. But everybody was drinking on Friday night. The good thing is they were all home. Nobody was drinking and driving. And that's the fun thing. You know, we may have to turn the Friday night show into the night, Robin. You know what we may have to convert it into? Drunk sports. Drunk sports, yes. Because Friday night, it seems like many of our listeners at home, in the comfort of their 